welcome to the Blend Podcast with Tom and Brendan, discussing all things e-learning, digital marketing, design and entrepreneurship. The podcast is brought to you by Blend Interactive Content. Find us on LinkedIn or www.blend.training. Hello, Brendan. How are you? Hi, Tom. I'm all right. I'm all right. Good, good. So last week we we spoke about gamification, didn't we? And we spoke about yeah. its history and how it's developed. And I think we sort of wanted to continue this conversation. So so mm. this week we're gonna we're gonna talk about more the future of gamification and where it's going, where it's leading to. Yeah. And like the technologies that are coming out and the way people are using them. Um, there's lots of interesting stuff going on and uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. I mean, and obviously this, this connects very closely with what we're doing, which we mm-hmm. explained last week. Um, also from a technological point of view, you know, like you said, immersive technologies are, are going to come into play and we're trying to get involved with AR and VR in that aspect as well. AR and VR, uh, I think are going to really come to the forefront in the next few years and I think they're sort of connected with gamification I don't know what you think about that yeah I think that uh, like with everything with COVID and everyone suddenly having to work remotely um, it's it's like an accelerant to getting these technologies more um, visibility and like people actually going well actually let's let's probably sit down and think about what are the advantages of this so it's getting a lot more it's getting a lot more interest off people so that's cool because it basically the more people are interested in things the more it gets developed the more money gets invested in it and it sort of accelerates from there but in terms of interactivity yeah definitely there's a lot of uh, a lot of things going on with that yeah and I think from the research we've done at least it seems to be that people have been waiting for the technologies to get to a point where you could use them and implement them in terms of gamification in in projects in marketing and e-learning and stuff like that and we're sort of getting to the yeah. point where we're seeing some breakthroughs we're seeing companies like adobe bring out project aero uh we're seeing ar being used with companies like ikea or you know bit or mango i think it is where you can try on the clothes using yeah. ar instead of going to the shop so you started to see it break through a bit more into the mainstream aren't you yeah i think the thing is is that whenever when anything new comes out it starts off as a technology so it's very uh, there's like a bell curve of people taking it like using it and exploring it and they're quite sort of at the frontier of trying things out and then as things like ikea comes out where anyone can use it and it's really intuitive and you basically just put bits of furniture in your flat using your phone um through their native app it's it, you realize actually um more and more people get on board and so as the tools become more more universal and more uh, like a less of a boundary to use there are more and more people will take it on board like project aero for example from adobe lets you take something in photoshop which is used by a very wide range of people for lots of different things and basically separate layers in photoshop and basically place them backwards through three like space so like a you know like an old school a puppet theater mm. um so you place it back in 3d space and then you can literally import it into your um aero and you can run it through your ipad or whatever mm. um so it only works on apple uh, apple operating system at the moment but it means that literally anyone we don't have to even have to learn vr or ar in that it's actually just a creative tool to just stick something in 3d space and explore it that way and i think once the tools become more available to everybody so they don't have to have that technical background that's when it's going to start accelerating and so yeah so like project aero is cool 
you've got ikea like making everyone realize when it's used really elegantly and for the right solution it works really really well yeah i think um i think in, from a gamification point of view i think mm. the, ne- the next sort of step with that in my opinion is you're going to yeah. start seeing gamification platforms come in employee gamification platforms come in where yeah. a company has a has instead of an, a learning management system that you'd associate with e-learning you have a gamification mm. platform that employees use as part of their company software yeah. that integrates gamification elements into their daily routine so you know if yeah, they've yeah. got a to-do list or tasks they need to do every time they complete a, a task in the office get a they get a reward or there's like social proof compared to other people in the office and you see how other people are getting on it's, you can hit, see that someone who is good at a certain who has a certain skill set or is good at performing certain tasks you see that they've built up certain points or or things like that and you can go to them for help with a particular task because you see it through this gamification platform performance management can be tied into gamification so maybe the employee has goals that they've been set uh, mm. by their superior and you know that's tied into performance data and the employees can can reach those goals with through gamification elements through yep. through many tasks they have to do um with gamification elements so i think you know the, the sort of mundane typical administrative hr office tasks you're going to start seeing those integrated into into gamification platforms and some big companies are already starting to roll this out actually and it mm. opens up a lot more things because you can have decentralized teams working on this like in the same kind of competition you can have basically be in touch with everybody at different time zones like scaling it is much much easier because you're not having to like go in all different directions um it's all just connected yeah i think i think sort of the trend we're seeing is that in the future gamification is going to be used more as a strategic management tool rather than gamifying a task i know i know obviously you know part of the employee employee gamification platforms i'm talking about is gamifying tasks but i think you're gonna start to see it used in a sort of a broader sense in a more strategic yep. sense seeing how people are doing in your business seeing how they're progressing stuff like that yeah because if you think like okay so this is sort of a bit of a on a on a side note but it's definitely something that i've personally noticed is that when you're on when you're commuting and you're on the train and remember, everyone was, well, and still is, quite addicted to Candy Crush Saga. And so you see loads of people on public transport on their way to their job or on their way back from their job who've had maybe a hard day. They they get this sort of small hit, like we were talking about before, with this almost like it's the chemistry of it. Well, they get getting a hit of, hit. They're getting a hit of dopamine, aren't they? Exactly. And so the thing is, is that if you can get, if basically if you can get that many people addicted that you make it a multi, multi-million dollar company, just by putting shapes and colors in lines and then rewarding them with a little verbal pat on the head. Imagine what you can do if you actually have them doing their job, but making them feel that rewarded by it. Well, yeah, I mean, this is coming back to what gamification elements consist of, isn't it? You've got social proof, you've got rewards, you've got stuff like that. And and the next step is instead of having it in Candy Crush, you know, in a, in a traditional game, you're having yep. it in your in your working day. I think that's the point. And I think this is where exactly. those platforms are coming from. Yep. I think I think the next step from that is, you know, from an e-learning point of view or from an educational point of view is there's been a lot of talk of, you know, VR 
classrooms and again this is integrating gamification with with new types of technology but if you can have a subject whether it's history or or something like that where the students uh, have got vr headsets and they're going into almost you know a, a different world and they've got to complete tasks or learn certain topics in this vr world that is something that's been spoken about a lot obviously it needs to be scalable yeah. it's very expensive to try and fit a school to be able to do that right now but there's always plenty of talk in the industry about these sort of open game worlds that will become they'll be able to monitor learner progress and set goals and you've had a sort of you've had certain equivalents of this like second life i don't know if you've heard of that where you have your avatar in another world yep. and you know you have to try and make friends and do tasks and you get rewarded for that but i think trying to implement that into the educational system where you can have students enter a world where they can explore and they can connect with other students within that world and compete and achieve with other students in that world. That's yep. something that I think people are going to be looking more towards. Again, it's like with most tech, like with all technology, you know, you've got to be able to to scale it up to a point where the availability is there, you know, on mass. Yeah, I think the thing is, is that at the moment you've got, say, for example, you see these things for um, historical re uh, rebuilds of the city or showing we saw one for Paris basically from 200 years ago and you actually get to see what the buildings were like and can walk around it in VR or look around it in VR and so there's all of these all of these different uses of it that are kind of standalone at the most so maybe at the, at the moment so you've got like look at your house when it's been redecorated or look around a uh, look around the the building as it was 200 years ago or explore this bit of technology and open it up in in 3d space and kind of everything sort of getting to a point where at the moment they're all on their own doing their thing and building building up the research get improving their product but there's no big overlap for all of them at the same time if you know what i mean so there's not a platform where you can explore all of them simultaneously when you want. simultaneously so it's yeah. a bit like um you'd go into a game and you'd basically all sign into a game platform for example i can play my friends from my phone from the nintendo switch or from the computer and they can be on a playstation or something like that so they're starting to build forums where you can play games like normal video games cross-platform and the thing is once that starts to happen with e-learning and vr experience and ar experience stuff like a uh, a, 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 like a, a sandbox for every for developers to be able to work in where it can be used by anybody then i think you're going to get a really uh, a really big sort of influx of uh, people creating and that's when it's sort of that you kind of get over that bell curve and suddenly it becomes a, a thing that's in a mainstream thing where everyone's creating in it and it's it's uh, constantly growing yeah i think i think as well one extra point i want to make is mm. gamification at, at the moment the majority of it is mm. it doesn't matter who the user is if me and you are on yeah. duolingo we will get the same personalization to an extent I mean, I know if we make mistakes, then we might, because it's because it uses spaced repetition, we'll get questions that are associated with the mistakes we make. But I'm not talking about personalization from the learning point of view. I'm talking about from the gamification point of view. We'll get the yeah. same amount of rewards, no matter what questions we answer. We just need to complete the level. We just need to answer a certain amount of questions and we need to go to the next stage. And yeah. everyone gets the same amount of points, regardless of the types of questions they answer. So what I'm getting at is I think the next stage of gamification is the personalization of gamification. So your your game will be different 
depending mm. on how you answer certain questions or how you behave on the yep. app on the platform in the world and i yep. think that is that's going to be the next sort of breakthrough for me in terms of how we use gamification because mm. you have it a lot in apps like duolingo or whatever but the rewards are still the same for everyone if there could be some if there could be some sort of amalgamation between mm. gamification and personalization of learning and put those yeah. two things together and make them work intuitively with each other i think yeah. that's going to be a step forward because you know right yeah. now gamified software doesn't doesn't learn which stimuli each user responds to i think the thing is is that well that will kind of that will slowly have, uh, come over time because you've got you've got lots of people developing ai in terms of mach- in terms of machine learning about people's decisions they do, obviously google translate's a massive one where they've got to a point where language recognition and language learning about what it is you're trying to say it will put in uh, prompts and stuff like that it basically it's just an algorithm gets better it gets smarter and smarter the more data you put in it so i think something like that where it, you can you can adapt the scenario depending on the person's response can when will work really well once you get to a point where like you said you have a big enough platform where enough people are using it suddenly the data can be used to personalize everyone's uh everyone's kind of experience yeah it's it's we we need to know how to use machine learning to train gamification software to to get to know each user personally Uh, because the thing is at the moment basically you see in video games and things like that you have to have a huge team of people with a lot of resources to manually structure and build out the framework of multiple branching scenarios and things i mean like with our projects where we even something as simple as the um the first ada where you depending on how many things you get right you get one of three levels at the end for your character for gold uh, silver and bronze like that took a lot more work just doing just separating it up that way and so when it comes to e-learning um often the budgets aren't there for something when it's just a, a single client or something like that having the resources to build a huge scenario um that can be completely personalized and feel personalized at least is very resource heavy and so yeah i think at the moment you've kind of got to do it, you've got to do it manually but hope, yeah i think in the future it's going to be uh, machine learning is going to take a big role to play in that i mean we we've already We've already started to see, you know, as we're recording this podcast, big companies mm. using gamification in new ways. Netflix is an example, isn't it? You, you, they have their interactive TV programs like Bandersnatch from from Black Mirror, and they've got a few others, haven't they? Yeah. So I mean, there was what they found is that like Bandersnatch came out, and everyone was a bit like, "What?" Because you basically had a quite a dark narrative where you could make really uh, almost trivial decisions into the, And so it kind of starts playing the video and then you get to decide whether he eats Frosties or cornflakes for breakfast to kind of ease you in. And then by the end, you're deciding whether or not you even go to work. You're deciding whether or not to let someone die or let someone live and all these kind of things. And what was interesting was that I think the thing in real life is that when you have to make a decision and it is life or death, most people will pick the right choice uh but when you give well i hope so yeah yeah well it depends who it is obviously but the um but the um the idea that if you if you allow allow humans to make the mistakes and explore their options without consequences 
you can add lots more entertaining elements and let people they they, they personalize the experience for themselves by being a bit cheeky and making choices that they wouldn't normally make so like in um, unbreakable kimmy schmidt which is a comedy you're able to do all sorts of stupid things that basically get people like injured uh get people arrested you basically get to do all the fun things like a like the devil and the angel on your shoulder you get to do all the devil things as well and then you get no consequences at all and you can come straight back to the beginning and start again um so it's, it, it makes it makes it a whole nother level of of fun and the good thing is with e-learning if you give people multiple choices and let them explore those options they'll often there's there's a real <laughs> there's a really strong uh draw to being able to go back and see what the other options are as well so you mm. you know what the right answer is probably going to be but there's something really appealing about veering off the path a little bit and playing with the kind of the the different branches and stuff and i think that's something fun that can be done with uh with oh yeah because especially. there's no there's no real life consequences to that no. is there i mean i know you i know we wanted to talk about the the newest the newest way uh, netflix are using interactive content and this and sort of gamifying their 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 content because um bear grills has got a new show coming out hasn't he yeah so he was basically uh was that thing of whether you it doesn't even matter if you like bear grills or not but the op the idea that you can go along with him on one of his adventures and decide what he does or doesn't do it's obviously things like wanting to making him drink his own pee or like i don't know eat a scorpion or go for a go for a, something that probably might get him killed but but without obviously killing him and so there's this there it's it's learning quite quickly what to appeal to that sort of that mischievous side to people to give another level of engagement definitely i mean we, we always try and try and use this type of thing in our in our stuff don't we i mean i think probably the best example we've got in terms of gamification that's not just a, a more typical rewards based system is is content detectives um yeah i know you mentioned first aid uh, earlier where we have alternate endings depending on your score and stuff like that but i think with the content detectives we showed quite a bit of gamification in terms of the character selection whether you choose me or you um it's more of an open-ended game because you're just exploring a scene rather than going through a linear process you know a linear um branching system you know you can do it in any you can find the clues to try and solve the the mystery in any order you know and yeah. it's more of a relating back to these point and click adventures we used to do i think really you know coming back to the points we mentioned before it's this open-ended learning where the player feels like you know you see it in the top video games all the time now assassin's creed or or red dead redemption and stuff like this there's not one way to complete the game see this sort of video game mentality go into e-learning go into marketing interactive content and stuff like that because at the end of the day the video games the top bracket people who do this yeah they're the best examples of of how to use this sort of open-ended style learning but there's no reason why elements of that can't be used in like we said e-learning interactive marketing you know in your work in a professional sense yeah exactly because i mean the thing is is like say for example like we have a I, I have a gaming night that we do regularly with my friends and we all have completely different i mean the goal of the goal of whatever it is we're playing is normally to win so it's to beat the opposition but the way that we do it can be completely different depending on who it is that's playing because it appeals to our personalities it appeals to our skill sets it appeals to our um 
morality in some cases and so for example i love picking i love picking everything up off the floor i literally i'm like a like my one of my favorite games is luigi's haunted mansion because i can who basically the game is involves just hoovering things up and so if you approach it as the, the you choose the same goal at the end of a video game like it's to get him from this point in the story to that point in the story but you can either be stealthy or you can be someone running in guns blazing or you can be someone that talks their way through it or you can be someone that's like a sneaky thief and kind of sneaks all the way through you can still get to that you can still take them to that same point but they've had a completely different experience and i think the thing is is that if your goal is to teach someone something that's the most important thing is did they do are they able to do the thing you want them to do by the end of it the reality is, is that some people might learn in a completely different way. So if you've got a branch scenario where they learn it through activities and then another one is they learn it through listening to and having conversations with another character, as long as everybody by the end of it is hitting the goal and doing exactly what it was you set out to do with the learning, it's cool. Take them in a different journey. Take them, take it through in a way where it engages that person in the way that responds to them. I mean, anyone can can use gamification at yeah. work can't they you don't have to be an interactive content creation studio like us you can be you know a, a boss or self-employed or whatever there's there's lots of ways you can implement gamification into your into your business or into your working environment yeah i think the nice thing is is that you can actually you can even do it with yourself the the kind of the programming of it and the framework of it you can you can easily apply it to you because yourself and your own activities as well so basically the key is is just setting a goal so you what you want to do is set set the thing that you want to achieve so you want to make it basically like a smart goal specific measurable achievable relevant and time-based basically the idea is is you're going after the right you're going after something that's worth going after you're not you're not being vague you're not making it impossible to actually do and you actually set how you how long it's going to take you to do it so you can get there um, so, I mean, you could do things from like, say, for example, client outreach. You could email five potential. You basically go on to go on to LinkedIn, uh, search for this type of company that you want to want to get as clients. Um, you find five people that work for them and uh, that are at the level of which you, you would they would be the ones that would hire you, for example. And then what you do is you set yourself a goal of emailing five these five five people like this each day uh, this week. And then on Friday, you can reward yourself with finishing at lunchtime. And so the thing is, is that you can you can build in the reward and the gamification part of it. Take some of the pressure off as well by doing things that are maybe mundane, maybe just quite repetitive and adding an element that basically puts in a reward. Things that are generally bad for you often have quite a short term payoff. So it's easy to do them. But things like, say, for example, doing exercise every day, you don't suddenly get a six pack like the first time you do sit ups. So there, it, it's more of a delayed gratification on that side of it. So it helps to gamify well, and that, and these this things. That's why they're so hmm. difficult, trying to get in shape, trying to quit smoking, because you're not getting a result. You're not exactly. getting an immediate result. You know, and this yeah. is why exercise apps are a good example, aren't they? Because you've got to try and maintain exactly. these apps have to have gamification built in that can maintain that motivation before the user is seeing a result. Yeah, and that's the key. It's all about it's all about doing something good for yourself that gets the gets to the goal and rewarding yourself before the reward becomes natural for doing it if you know what i mean does that make sense so it's mm. it's like yeah. yeah the gamification basically gives you a hit of well done you seeing results already 
before you've got that six pack. And so things like sports apps, exactly. uh, exercise apps, um, even something as simple as say you want to give up smoking, but it's tricky because you want to keep smoking. What if you put the, the half the cost of a packet of cigarettes into a jar and put it on your desk and make it really visible? And one of the keys for things like that is you um, you make it easy for yourself by making it taking away the barriers of doing it. So you just have it right in front of you. It's right in your face. Each time you don't smoke, there's more money in the jar. And by the end of it, you've got a big pot of money and you can go and do something fun with it. Brendan, we've run out of time today, mate. But interesting yeah. as always. Yeah, I think um, it also if anyone's got any interesting, uh, any of our listeners have got interesting insights about VR, gamification, things like that, we'd love to hear from you as well. So we was interested to yeah, definitely find out new stuff. Definitely. All right, it's a pleasure as always, mate, and I will speak to you yeah. next time. Chat to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Blend Podcast. It's available on Spotify, Google, and Apple. You can find Blend Interactive content on LinkedIn or www.blend.training. Don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.